Welcome everyone, you're listening to Save Me an Isle Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hello! Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Hello! This week we are going over the show Snoopy with an exclamation point. Yeah. Yay! So Snoopy is actually a sequel to the musical, sort of sequel, I guess, uh, to the musical You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. So there are two musicals based on the comic strip Peanuts. Surprise. Ooh, surprise. It is. So, like I said, this is based on the characters from the classic Charles M. Schultz comic strip Peanuts. Uh, it is a musical comedy written by Larry Grossman and Hale Hackety. It actually premiered in San Francisco in 1975. Wow. And from here, it kind of jumps around a lot. Uh, it seems like they like did it for a while, then stopped, then did it and stopped because it went off Broadway from 1982 to 1983. It had its Canadian premiere in 83. It had West End performances from 83 to 84, which was actually almost 500 performances oh. for a like, two-year time span. Right. It, oddly enough, went to Brisbane, Australia in 86 and 87 disappeared until 2003 (laughs) big jump uh so it showed up again at the west end theater it had a new york concert series concert weird in 2004 and this actually stars some pretty big names such as christian borrell known from like legally blonde something rotten stuff like that and the amazing sutton foster who you might recognize from just about anything uh, a thoroughly modern millie Anything Goes, Little Women, Drowsy Chaperone, Shrek. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So she's been around. Big lady. It also went to London in 2004. And then it disappeared again until until 2017 when it was revised and retitled as The World According to Snoopy. And then it had a South African tour in 2018. So, yeah, it's kind of been all over the place. Yeah. There is an original cast recording from 1976. So that's the recording that we're working off of, which, as per usual, can be found on our Spotify. Uh, but there is also an original London cast recording, which contains a lot of newer songs. So we will mention those, but not as familiar with those songs. Right. There is also a primetime animated TV special that aired on CBS with the you know, classic Peanuts characters that aired in 1988. Yep, and the the show is actually based on a the show is basically a series of self-contained vignettes. These are uh, typically performed with a mostly bare stage, very little effects. The focus is uh, on the characters' interactions, so it's very much like the uh, the comic strip, as it were. But the overall theme is Snoopy's growing independence from Charlie, making Charlie Brown feel insecure. Aww. There's Snoopy, of course. He is a white and black beagle. He is very loyal and good-natured and does a happy dance, which is very cute. Woodstock is a little yellow bird who's Snoopy's best friend and doesn't speak. There's Charlie Brown, who is approximately eight years old. Average kid with a big grin and yellow polo shirt. Very lovable, but insecure. Sally Brown, who is Charlie's little sister. Blonde with a pink polka dot dress. Friendly, sentimental, but immature. Then uh, we got Lucy Van Pelt, black hair, blue dress, bossy, crabby, selfish, 
classic pulling away of the football joke. So yeah, you'll see. That's, that's her biggest thing. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. Um, Linus Van Pelt, who's Lucy's little brother, always carrying a blanket and sucking his thumb. He's eccentric and naive, but very smart. Peppermint Patty, who is a ginger. She wears a green polo shirt. She's a tomboy. She's outgoing and sporty. And really sarcastic. And really sarcastic. But yeah, she's got like a weird sort of crush on Charlie Brown. She won't admit to. She won't admit to. Whatever. Everyone knows. Uh, she calls him Chuck. She's the only one that does that. Yeah, so that's kind of like the background. Uh, are we ready to jump into Act 1? Yeah. Awesome. Well, the show starts with a little scene. All the characters enter. They sing a little bit. And then we find Snoopy atop his doghouse. And we get the song of the world according to Snoopy, which the whole cast sings. Uh, then Lucy and Charlie Brown talk about why he chose Snoopy for a pet, which leads to Lucy almost getting Charlie a new pet. This is uh, Snoopy's song, which the, the whole cast sings, but it's not on the soundtrack that we're covering. Snoopy tries to please his owner and listen to Charlie Charlie's directions better. See Woodstock roll in, cute little bird. He begins his day, and it seems as though... As he acts out and Snoopy tries to understand what is being said to him, it seems like Woodstock has fallen in love with a worm. That's one of my favorite oh. little favorite little snippets. I did, did that production when I was a kid. It's in a little orchestra theme, but it's real cute. Little moment. Kind of ends sad because the, the early bird got the worm, quote unquote. Oh. But I did watch a bit of a high school production online of this musical, and Woodstock was rolling around in Heelys. Oh my god, that's adorable. <laughs> which I haven't thought about since school days, and it was amazing to watch, let me tell you. That's a blast it was from great. the past right there. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a great little like monologue piece by Snoopy, because he's like interpreting for Woodstock, and it's really, really cute. We did that for like a summer camp uh, when I was little. So Peppermint Patty is also unlucky in love, and she wishes she could be prettier and impress Charlie, or Chuck. Um, and so she harasses Chuck, asking if he thinks that she has a big nose. And she sings a song. He says she does. <laughs> she, she kind of does, but, you know. So she sings a song called Hurry Up Face, and uh, that was <laughs> added for the London production. Not, it's not on the soundtrack, but uh, I have heard it. It's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> It's sad, but funny. <laughs> right. So we move around a little bit, and the group is in school. The girls hope that the teacher will not call on them, which is a mood that I definitely understand. Mood. <laughs> yep. But so they sing the song Edgar Allan Poe, where the girls are hoping the teacher doesn't call on them, while Linus is shouting out facts, all of which are correct, such as Edgar Allan Poe's birth year, and when he joins the army and who he gets married to and all this stuff. Whereas Charlie Brown is shouting out facts that are all entirely incorrect. So he's not a smart boy. Charlie stinks. <laughs> and then the song ends with Peppermint Patty incorrectly spelling the word Mississippi. Of course, because who can spell that? It's impossible. Also, it's a, it's a fun fact that I actually had to do a... <sighs> There was like a question about Edgar Allan Poe on one of my high school tests, and I definitely remembered it because of that song. So, Linus, you did good boy. So then the next song, Snoopy reflects on how much he misses his mother, 
and a song called Mother's Day. This was added for the London production and it's not on the soundtrack. So we see Sally, Peppermint Patty, and Lucy again, and they're kind of talking about what all they've learned in their lives and what they would do if they could go back and like live their lives over without, you know, with knowing what they know now, which is an interesting premise. I'm sure we've all considered it. Oh, yeah. Right. So they sing the song I Know Now. And so they talk about things that they've learned, such as uh, you can't bend a cracker. <laughs> true fact. True fact. You can't bounce a snowball. You can't ring a bluebell. <laughs> and you can't fit a flea with a collar. All useful tidbits. You know? Yep. I don't think I've tried many of those, but I'll take their word for it. It's a fun song. That one, yeah, that one's called the actual soundtrack. On Halloween, Linus and Snoopy await the arrival of the Great Pumpkin. Starting at just before 8, he keeps saying that he is only going to wait for a few more minutes, but ends up staying until midnight. He really, truly believes in the Great Pumpkin, but keeps giving excuses as to why he's not showing up, like Happy Fog or getting the pumpkin patches mixed up. And the song is uh, The Vigil. And it's, uh, if you don't know, the, the the Great Pumpkin is supposed to fly around on Halloween night and give candy to children. Because that's normal. Yeah. So later on, the group is all looking up at the sky and they're seeing shapes in the clouds, as kids do. Uh, but of course, Charlie Brown is the least imaginative in the group. So we get the song Clouds, which is sung by the whole cast and is in the soundtrack. So listen to it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but everyone else is seeing all this really fun stuff. So mermaids and Mount Rushmore waving at you and Goliath and a circus and all this stuff. But Charlie sees a horsey and a ducky. Horsey and a ducky. Hey, those are reasonable things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so after uh, this, uh, Snoopy enters as the Easter beagle and hands out Easter eggs. But Charlie doesn't get one and he is sad. So Charlie thinks about when Snoopy was just a puppy, all snuggly and playful and dependent on Charlie. But Charlie reminisces because Snoopy isn't like that anymore in a song called Where Did That Little Dog Go? Oh. Depression. <laughs> Sadness. Right. And then we get the song Dime a Dozen, which is not in the soundtrack, but was added for the London production. Right. Uh, so Lucy, Peppermint Patty, and Sally are trying to sell Snoopy for a dime a dozen because that makes sense. <laughs> Poor Snoopy. But at least he realizes what's going on and realizes that he has to, you know, step up and be a little better. Otherwise he's going to get sold, I guess. <laughs> for a dime. Dogs like you are a dime a dozen. I remember that specifically from this, the script. <laughs> so Snoopy sings about the puppy farm where he came from, where he felt appreciated love the wide open space, and he wants to smell the daffodils in a song called Daisy Hill. So he's just reminiscing about his life when he was a pup. Thank you. We little puppo. We little puppo. Then life kind of goes back to normal. You know, the, the cast is all hanging out. Lucy states that they live in the most boring place in the whole world, which, you know, hey. not sure I would say whole world, but sure. Yeah. In um, her world. They seem to think so. Right. And so they kind of start talking about that. And so we get the act one finale song, Friend, sung by the whole cast. Um, so they sing about how a friend is to keep, a friend is to trust, a friend is to write, and a friend is to fight to defend Aww. such friendship. <laughs> friendship. So this, friendship. Right. 
So this song is a part of the original cast recording that we're working off of, but was actually removed from all subsequent performances. And by the time the London production came around, it was replaced with a song, When Do the Good Things Start? So, you know. Hmm. The friend song is pretty cute. It is pretty cute. That's the end of Act One. Yeah, so Mm. thoughts and comments and what have you? Uh, I I initially just felt really weird listening to all this because it's like, you know, these classic stories of them as kids and it's just like these adults singing about it. Mm. It's just just like, this just, this don't sound right. (laughs) It don't sound good. But I mean, they're all, they're all fun and a lot of, a lot of piano with it. And so that's always really cool. It's like the prominent thing in a lot of the songs. Yeah, so for the first act, it's uh, it's very interesting to listen to this one because it is little comic strips. So it's trying to watch a show with it is uh, odd. I mean, it is, it's not necessarily like a straightforward plot. So it can get a little confusing seeing the bounce back and forth, but it really helps with, like, you know, like you said, the... It's usually very simplistic on stage, so there's not a lot else going on. We're just focusing on the songs and the characters and just the the silly little interactions. There's a couple scenes that aren't like in songs or anything, but that I remember uh, because I was also almost a part of a production of this back in the day with Katie. Yeah. And (laughs) back in the day, I think I was... It was middle school. Sally, I'm pretty sure. Because I remember singing some of her parts, but like there's a part where they like read off little book reports. Sally does a little part about a, a snowflake, but then it melts in her hand and she gets really sad. Yeah. We do see the classic the psychiatrist is in or the therapist is in booth at one point. That's seen in the comics. So it's pretty much just a play on the comics, but it's a cute little show. And I'm sure it's really easy for like small younger casts to produce. So yeah, very cheaply produced. You know, it's not, you know, big elaborate costumes and sets and stuff. So it's yeah. Oh, play worthy. Yeah, it's definitely play worthy. Also, in the the few scenes from my school production that I watched, there's a part where Snoopy like goes out into the audience and like dances with one like someone in the audience, oh. and he's like, "See, I should have gone to prom with the kids. Like, <laughs> I can be a human too." And like it was really cute scene. I can't remember if that was in the script or if that was like something they added, but it was really funny. <laughs> that is really cute. So I think Snoopy's definitely the star of the show, obviously. But yeah, obviously. as should be. As it should be. So yeah, so I guess that that covers our our act one. Kylie, what is our fact? Oh, if you ever want to have a conversation piece, you should know that 68% of Broadway audiences are women. <laughs> I am not, not surprised by that. No. Not at all. When we went and saw Wicked, there were hordes of them. Hordes of women. They just kept coming. <laughs> <laughs> but They're all lined up to use the bathroom. Always. They, Very they true. Did. <laughs> Okay, well, with that little factoid, let's go ahead and jump into Act 2. So, Snoopy is writing a story, but it makes no sense. This is one of my favorite songs from the show. It's called The Great Writer. And so he's thinking about how there's a storm and a gunshot and suddenly a pirate ship. But there's a farm on Kansas 
and a mysterious hospital patient waking up, a stampede of cattle, and so much more. At the end of the song, it is revealed that Play Beagle, a play on Playboy magazine, is not going to publish Snoopy's manuscript, but he is not dejected by this. Instead, he decides to start writing something else, which uh, is very noble. <laughs> I gotta say, that's some, some strong mood. He was just like, oh, okay, okay. I'll just do something else. Yeah, it's a, it's a really fun song, though, and I think I think about it all the time when I'm trying to write. I'm just like, that's how my brain works, yep. So we get a cute little scene with Peppermint Patty talking to Chuck, and she's kind of teasing him, and she's asking him what kind of girl he thinks he's going to marry, which is a little silly because keep in mind these children are like eight years old, but it's fine. (laughs) And so he says that he wants someone who will hold him close and kiss his cheek and whisper in his ear and call him poor sweet baby. Poor sweet baby. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So Interesting choice. He knows what he wants. You know, he's an emotional guy and he's owning up to it. It's real cute. It's cute. So, Patty plays up to this. She sings a song, Poor Sweet Baby, and she kind of, you know, leans up against him and she talks about how, you know, like she would, she would, you know, call him Poor Sweet Baby and hold him and dry his eyes if he's crying or just cuddle him all the time. And and she's like, isn't that what you want? And he's like, yeah, that's what I want. And she's like, it'll never happen. Yeah. So she's like, harsh. I'm going to stomp all over your weird kink. She's just the worst, ain't she? But it's also kind of weird because she likes him too. So, yeah, she gets like really into it, and then she has to like joke to hide her feelings. So, yeah, wasn't that such a funny joke, guys? She also called herself herself Mama in there. So, it's gonna be some weird development later on in their adult lives. It's got some kicks. These are some strange eight year olds. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I have nothing to combat that with. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes. So after this, uh, Sally sees leaves falling from a tree and she talks about the cycle of life. She sings like, uh, don't be a cloud if you can be the sky and a bunch of other comparisons about not underestimating yourself and always stepping up and being the best that you can be. And uh, the song is don't be anything less than everything you can be. It's sung by Sally, Linus, Patty and Charlie. It's a really, really fun song. Very fast wordplay. It's a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. Because they, they start listing all this stuff, like, you know, the sky and the tree and all this stuff. And then at the end, they're like listing them all one by one. And it's like really fast. It's like, and I'm like, holy crap, that would take skill. Yes. Because I would get lost in that mix of words. <laughs> but it is, it is also my favorite song in the soundtrack. I think it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Um, I've seen them ahead all the time since I've been listening to this. Yeah. Anyway, so then we see Snoopy sitting on top of his doghouse and of course working on this this big story that's going to maybe get published, we'll see. And he gets brought a letter by Woodstock and reads that he has been named Head Beagle. Oh yeah. Which I'm not sure who decides these things Probably or what he is Head Beagle of, <laughs> but <laughs> probably just Woodstock, yeah. That's that's friendship though. Yeah. And so he gets really excited and he you know, starts showing off and bragging about himself. And he sings the song, The Big Bow Wow. <laughs> Which is also fun to sing. <laughs> I'm just the best. Exactly. <laughs> he knows he's the best. So he's the big bow wow. He is the big bow wow. The head beagle. So the group talks about Christmas and innocence. And while looking up at a starry sky, Charlie mentions that there must be a tiny star out there that is my star. 
And they all reflect on Aww. their friendships and the importance of believing in each other. Aww. And the song is called Just It's so person. cute. Oh my god. Yeah. So the song is... I'm gonna cry. Alright, calm down. <laughs> so the song is about uh, if, you know, just one person believes in you and it can grow and you can, you know, find friends and it's, it's really uh, uplifting. It's very similar to Don't Be Anything Less Than You Can Be because it builds on itself. So it's like if just one person believed in you, then maybe two would. And if two, then maybe three. And it builds up and then they're all singing and it's really cute. It is real cute. <laughs> and the show is over. And then it is over. And so it's a really, um, it's, it's just a really interesting show because it is so small snippet. Like it's the little stories as they go. And it's, um, but it's, a, it's a cute show. Who got some comments about act two. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Boat and the bird in the sky and the deep blue sea. Wait, that was I probably did that wrong. It's in my head though. Yeah, it's just a lot different from everything Cook else that we've gone over because since it is just like the small little snippet storyline stuff, there's no like super big like payoff towards the end. It's just kind of like all these right. wacky fun stories. So it's just it's just enjoyable. It is enjoyable, but yeah, I and I do have to admit. Uh, I can't stand the voices of <laughs> the original Broadway cast. Uh, <laughs> it hurts me. It does. I don't understand why they sing the way they do, but they do. And it's really annoying. And you can tell it's not like their actual singing voices because sometimes they'll slip up and sing nice. And it's like, why you, why you do this to me? Yeah, can't you do this all the time? Play trying to sound like children, which is fair. But, but. it's definitely an interesting listen. Just go with that. Mm-hmm. It's fun. And I know that when I was doing research, it was really hard to find stuff about the original cast recording. Um, there's going to be a lot more information about out there about the London cast recording. And like the only real like pictures or anything I could find of the original cast recording was a vinyl copy on eBay. So, if that doesn't tell you how old the show is, nothing will. Now you know. But yeah, I guess that uh, that kind of wraps up uh, Snoopy for you. Spotify link will be in our show notes as usual, so you can go listen to the show that we just said is terrible. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a it's a great show. It's a great show, but the the recording we picked. I would go with the London the London uh, revival, as it were. But, uh, but yeah, this wraps up this episode and we hope you enjoyed it. So thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me an Isle Seat. We hope that you uh, enjoyed it and uh, we do want to keep continuing to do this. So if you have any feedback, please feel free to reach out to us at savemeanisleseat at gmail.com or go ahead and tweet us at savemeanisleseat on Twitter. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me an Isle Seat. You can find more episodes and shows similar to this at www.ragtagnetwork.com. Follow us on Twitter at Save an Isle Seat. We make this show just for the fun of it, but if you would like to support what we do, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash save me an aisle seat.
This episode was brought to you by the Ragtag Network.